This episode of Reaper Rambo's Crazy Thoughts has a special in-guest studio, my friend Gravitron, where we break down all kinds of shit. MCU, MC Netflix, our ideas, our feelings, our thoughts. We even talk about the military some. You guys should really enjoy this show. Sponsorship brought to you by Weldon Auto Detail. For auto detailing, well done. Man, I'll tell you what, these guys couldn't do a better job on your car if you wanted them to. I really can't be happier with how well they get into all those fine crevices, cracks, and everything else. Brings the interior back to life, the exterior back to life. I mean, who could say more? And for the price points, it's very reasonable to know that somebody could spend a whole day, a whole day, making your baby shine and shimmer like it did the day it was new, or at least as close to new as you can get it. And how some of their fans even say it's as close to showroom quality as you could expect. Weldon Auto Detail can be found on Google and also on Facebook at Weldon Auto Detail. Check them out. Show your support. And if you can, drop by and let them clean up your ride. And we are live. It is Reaper Rambo with special in-house guest. He calls himself the Gravitron. Goddamn right. Maybe he just pulls people into himself. It's that's so right. weird. That's right. He's sucked into, into, into my vortex. <laughs> to your <For> some reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was, I forget what movie it was, but it was like the guys were trying to explain to another guy, you got to create a vortex. And they had to do with some kind of hip movement that was supposed to spiral. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about, too, man. It's all in the vortex. It's so fucking stupid. It, it was. I don't remember the name of the film either, but yeah. I know. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Now, <laughs> real quick, I know you listeners out there were expecting number 75 to number 51 on my top 100 rock songs countdown. However,. It's not every day I get to see Gravitron, so I wanted to bring him into the studio. We were talking about MCU, Marvel-related things, mostly the Netflix TV series, and the conversation had to be stopped abruptly because I knew this would be great podcast fodder for you listeners out there. So um, I think we started off with you trying to convince me to watch Jessica Jones. By the way, the only show currently in the Netflix Marvel lineup that I haven't watched Right. So, so sell me. Sell me on this Jessica so Jones Jessica garbage. Jones. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, the garbage. Okay. <laughs> after, watching, garbage. <laughs> after watching the show, you steal my feelings garbage. <laughs> but <laughs> Sold. <laughs> yeah. But still, it's a much more slow-paced show than the rest of them. There's not much action. There's more mystery, intrigue, and who done it and why. Who done it. That's right. Who done it and why? And you know they introduced the purple man. Oh God! The problem is he's not purple. 
What the fuck? (laughs) The slightly chartreuse man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He is purple in the comics, but he's not in the show. You would think with a budget that the Netflix series has, you you could get a purple man. It's one of those shows where you look at it, you're like, where did the money go? Once you find out how much money they spent, you're like, what was their budget? Okay, now where's the rest of it? Well, the size of, what's her name, Kristen Ritter? Yeah. The size of her nostrils, the money probably went up her nose. It probably did. (laughs) I think she's cute, though. Myself. By the way, uh, we might talk some Luke Cage season two stuff if you haven't seen it. So sorry, but there might be some spoilers. I can't help that because I don't know what the fuck you're watching and how far along you are in this shit. Truthfully, yeah. I don't care, but I'm being nice enough to at least give you a disclaimer that I'm going to talk about this shit. So if you're all like, don't tell me what happens, don't listen to this podcast. Plus, it's been out for like eight years now. Like Luke Cage season two is not enough. It just came out. In Netflix time. It's been eight years. (laughs) That's like gay time. I remember that. Right. Being around my gay friends was weird because they would always talk about time as if time were this extended subject matter for themselves. Like like, a guy would break up with another guy and be like, oh, that was weeks ago. Like, no, dude, that was like four days ago. Yeah, but in gay time. (laughs) In gay time is weeks. So much can happen. (laughs) So much can happen. So much can happen. (laughs) Wow. So okay, let's let's take this. Let's let's go in reverse for a second. Netflix did a ballsy move. They brought out Daredevil season one. They did. And at first, the last taste of Daredevil we had was was Ben Ben Affleck. Affleck. And that movie, uh, my opinion, it's garbage. Straight. (laughs) Like I think I would rather watch an hour and forty seven minutes of like old people having their diapers changed. Then I would want to ever watch Dare, the Daredevil movie again. It was that bad, in my opinion. It was terrible. I don't know. I think I'll take the Daredevil movie over the old people in the. In well, the it's diapers. probably not a bad idea, but for me personally, I hated that movie so much. I think we would like watch the Doctor Pimple Popper thing <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or bot fly removal. That's always fun. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> if you haven't seen something gross recently, feel free to YouTube bot fly removal. And then go eat something, I don't know, rice. Rice would probably be a good thing Ugh. to eat right after or right before. Or even daring. I think white rice would be a great thing to watch while watching bot fly removal. You That's how you'll keep know. It down, though. <laughs> That's kind you, of the point. Yeah, you'll right? never keep it down. No way. <laughs> this is bad advice, by the way. Um, so Daredevil season one came out, and by the end of that season, I, I was just Wow, they did it. Yeah, I couldn't wait to see for the second season. Yeah, and I couldn't wait as soon as I was done. Like, it's one of those very few shows that I I think it might have been the first or second show I've ever binge watched. Now I'm going to fuck up and forget some names. What's the blonde girl's name that goes to work for them and their law firm for free? Because it was like one of the first people they helped save. What was Karen, her name? Something. Karen. Yeah, okay. Karen. So you get introduced initially to... You get Matt Mur- Murdock and, and Foggy oh, yeah. Nelson. And then you get Karen. You get um, Electra. Mm-hmm. Um, Stick. And, and you get introduced to the hand. You get Ben. The reporter. Okay. So that okay, so you get those people introduced in season one. So that's and kind the of the Kingpin. Did the King Yeah, yes. that's right. That's what made the show. Oh, Vincent yeah. D- D- how do you Denofario, D- however you say it's like I never Private can. Pile. That's what I call him. Private fucking Pile. <laughs> Choke yourself, Private! <laughs> Not with your hand. <laughs> you can't. What? Have it. What? Let me 
last name sounds like royalty. Are you royalty? So no, sir. Do you suck dicks? So no, sir. Bullshit, it looks like you can suck a golf ball through a gun nose. By the way, all of that's copyrighted to whoever the fuck owns that. I own none of it, so <laughs> I get in Neither trouble. Neither do I. Um, I don't have anything for you to sue me for, so just know that we're just talking as fans here. I'm not trying to steal anything. <laughs> I'm not no. supposed to give these disclaimers, but hey, maybe, just maybe, I'll save like what's left of my scrotum hair by not having <laughs> to stress about getting Seriously. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for me, Kingpin made season one. He was well. He was the best part of it because he that nailed was it. Ruthless. Yeah, he nailed and the actor. He nailed it. I think he China White might it. have shown up. Didn't China White show up in season one as well? <clears throat> she was. Um, who played her? I want to say it was Kelly who plays her, the, the Asian woman dressed in all white. She shows up at some part, at some part of the series. Probably. See, it's been a while since I've watched season one. So what, okay, so what initially follows Daredevil season one, was it Jessica Jones season one, or was it Daredevil season two? I think Jessica Jones came out, and then Daredevil season two came, because, and Daredevil season two came after Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. No, 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 that did not happen like that. No, it didn't? Because you have... Because remember, Ah, that was our introduction to the Punisher. Well, season season two, two. yeah, but they were still talking about him. And Iron Fist, I want to say. They were, you're right. And Luke Cage came out right before Iron Fist did. Mm-hmm. Now, what I will say, for those of you that haven't seen it, or those of you that had, Danny Rand coming back for a good solid episode of Luke Cage Season 2 was kind of cool, because yeah, in the comics... Into, they got into the whole Heroes for Hire thing. Well, not just that, but they're in the comics, they're best friends. Yeah, they are. Which is something that yeah, I wanted to see them elaborate more on during the Defenders, but they really didn't. Because they just met each other in Defenders. Right. Yeah, but I mean, I I thought that their dynamic would be much more tight. I thought they get like just click because they do in the com- like you said in the comics they're best friends, right? So it makes sense for them in the show to let's, also let, be yeah. Best let's friends. have that work since uh, since everyone just pissed on Iron Fist. Yeah, I was not uh, so far of all the series that I have watched, Jessica Jones notwithstanding, Iron Fist was the one that kind of pissed me off the most because with Luke Cage I see a struggle. There's this thing about Harlem in him and him coming to terms in season one with being Iron, not Iron Fist, sorry, being Luke Cage, being uh-huh. Power Man. Like at first he's run from that identity because yeah. it happened to him in Seagate Prison and it was a bad thing and it took the the barbershop getting shot up before he was known to be who he was. Yeah, before he actually decided to do something about the problems in Harlem. So that story felt organic. It felt very organic. But me, the only thing I ever knew about Iron Fist, I wasn't a follower of his comics because I just had too much in front of it. I had too many X-Men, X-Factor, X-Force. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. Uh, I kind of dabbled in Fantastic Four and then the Fantastic Four 2099. Um, and then, you know, once that whole series kind of tapered off i was getting into spawn and i was reading a little bit of spider-man so like i missed out on a lot of didn't really read a lot of luke cage knew who he was mm-hmm. um didn't read a lot of iron fist knew who he was and then like i think a cartoon series came out at one point where iron fist and uh, nova and some other people were teamed up with spider-man i've, I've seen my kids watch it i've just caught a few episodes but even in that even in that cartoon iron fist was a badass i mean yeah he was so if you've done went through Kung Lun, Kung Lun, Kung, yeah, yeah, Kung Lun. And, and you've 
and you've defeated the dragon and you've gone through all this shit to to yeah. achieve that you mean to tell me now that you're back in the states you don't know how to control your fist you you're getting your at the the freaking girl is kicking more ass than you are through most of the show true <laughs> Colleen she is but here's the thing about well the way I the way I define it is that he got the power of the iron fist and then he just kind of left Kung Lun. Now that's the way I was doing because I felt the same way you did. I'm like, how do you not know how to use this? So no one taught you how to, what to do with it. So, but I was like, okay, maybe he just got the power and decided to just leave and go home and see what's been going on there. But later on in the show, they show a flashback of him and his friend, you know, the one who's going to become Steel Serpent. They're standing there guarding the gate. Like, so he wait, no, he got the power. Stayed at Kung Lun for a while, but you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Come on, man. No one taught if I had you a anything. glowing hand that could break shit. And then later on, remember he he goes uh, that one guy. They go to this um, this hideout, which turns out to be one of the headquarters of the hand. Yeah. This guy shows him a video of the Iron Fist using it in both hands. I do remember that. Yeah. I'm like, why can't you do that, Danny? Or why don't you try to get to that point? Now in the comics, he's used, he can do it all over his whole body. Yeah, I think he can do it because I've seen him like do stuff with his feet too. He can do it over his whole body with it in, in the comics now, and in the show, it's just kind of like it was a pacing issue. He yeah. didn't do anything with the Iron Fist until you never saw it until episode three. But okay, so going back to I guess to build a series of thirteen episodes and to have a grip to continue to watch. Obviously, you can't just show up. Wait a minute. Isn't there a character that just shows up and whoops ass from the top? Punisher series. Right. <laughs> That's a proper pacing for the most part. Yes, it is. I f oh, that dynamic was incredible. By the way, um, I'm not trying to be partial. So far, that's my favorite Marvel Netflix series. That's your favorite? Oh, so yeah. Far? Punisher nailed it. And I, I was asking you, like, why did, Why was he not in the Defenders? Because I remember there being all this stink. Remember when the first logo showed up and it was like the letters that spelled out Defenders, like... Most of the letters yeah. had to do with the way the logos were for the Punisher. The, no, yeah. it's not the Punisher because there was one letter that nobody could figure out. But Daredevil and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, like all had letters of theirs that made up part of the Defenders. But it was like one S, and the only S that they could find was that it would look like the Punisher's S, but it wasn't. And I was so down. Every, every episode, I didn't look ahead. I didn't read who was in the episodes. I just patiently. Went to the next episode, hoping and praying to see mm -hmm. John Bernthal reprise his role as the Punisher, and then it never happened. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Was he a part of the Defenders in the comics, though? I, I don't think so, necessarily. Because yeah, no he's one really wants him around out. in the comics, because he's crazy. He's Frank not just crazy. He, he just... His answer to everything is kill it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why, <laughs> that's why, like, in Civil War, he comes up and says, like, yeah, Cap. He goes to side with Captain America because... He ends up becoming Captain America at one at point. At one point, yeah. But you remember when uh, Iron Man, and to this day, it's because of the comic, to this day, this is why I've hated Iron Man ever since. Uh, I, I remember reading Civil War as it was going on in the comics, right? And when, Iron, when Peter Parker says, all right, man, this is going too far. This is heroes fighting heroes. When did we get to this point? It was never supposed to be like this, but it is. No one's doing anything to stop it. And I'm not going to be a part of this anymore. So I'm not going to I'm not going to try to stop you, but I'm not going to stand in your way either. 
So I'm just going to go home. So then Stark threatens him, threatens Aunt May, threatens Mary Jane. And then, then Spider-Man's like, yeah, cool, but I'm, I'm leaving anyway, dude. So he shoots at him. Uh, a whole squad comes into the room, shoots at Peter Parker as well. Parker dodges as much as he could, breaks through the glass, right? And falls. He he goes underground, you know, under sewers and whatnot. And every, almost every villain, a bunch of villains in his rose gallery are down there. They hunted him down and they're kicking his ass. Who saves him? The Punisher. And he takes him to Captain America. And even then, is he... To this day, that's why I don't like Iron Man. Well, but I mean, Peter Parker. You do realize that part of the Civil War paradigm is, in a way, a relatable feeling to politics without getting too deeply into that subject matter. Because what you essentially end up with is you end up with two sides of the same coin. And you've got two driving factors for which side is right. Yeah, because both sides had a valid re- a, a valid point. Right. I, even I, mean, Star- I even understood Stark's point. As I understood it, though, the initial concept was the registration wasn't just to isolate, but also to protect. Because things like New York City using modernized movies in the MCU. So Avengers 1, when you know the Shintari come in mm-hmm. and they basically level parts of New York City... Who's going to fucking pay for that? Well, I mean, obviously you can't charge an alien (laughs) warlord that you can't get to. And the portal's been closed, so there goes that idea. And so you have, and I love the way the MCU has kind of spiderwebbed everything. So like, you know, Homecoming, you've got the Vulture who has taken um, the the stuff from the Shintari that they left behind. Mm -hmm. They're turning them in. They're making their own weapons, yeah. So, I mean, like, the way that they just, you know, quietly, almost like, what do they call it? What are those little fucking stupid things you put on tables that people make out of, like, crochet and a little small things? Not dowels, but something like that. Origami? Fuck it. Points over. I'll just use a different metaphor. So, they, they just, they weave it all together in ways where it's not completely direct but for the fan the fan can catch it kind of how agents of shield i think it was season two starts off with the cleanup of thor the dark world yeah so like the way that they mingled that together was pretty cool yeah you know you're using tv and netflix and the cinematic world to interconnect this gigantic world where otherwise characters wouldn't have commingled or, or even existed in the same the same show. Right. I wish the Netflix series would do more of that. Like, for instance, Luke Cage season two. We've seen nothing of... In Daredevil, they mention it. They call it the incident. Luke Cage season one, the, you know, the Judas bullet. They, you know, they, they're like, okay, we made this bullet out of the metals of the stuff we found from the aftermath of the incident. Right. Right. And the incident okay, refers but- to... The, New York City, New York City and okay. yeah, in in, in uh, Avengers one, I wish they would do more of that. Like, I want to see them cleaning up the streets of that shit going on. Or how about this? The next Defenders movie have them show us what they did during one of these incidents because you're gonna have to fight Thanos again in in Avengers. Too. But who's left? That's the thing. Uh, if if it go. is all connected, there you go. So how, we don't know this. We don't know who's left. What's going on with them, nor why? Uh, there are fan theories, and I've heard a lot there of them. There are fan theories. The but- one thing, honestly, because now we're going to get into this. We're going to get past the Age of Ultron, go straight to Infinity War, which is still, we know that there's a sequel. 
We don't know the name yet because apparently the name is heavily involved in the, the title is a giveaway to something that hasn't been shown on TV yet. I do know that Captain Marvel is connected to it somehow. Because she's in the end credits. Right. Yeah. And so the beeper, when the yeah. beeper goes off. But the thing about that, that that kind of fucked with me a little bit, for him to eliminate life in a, in a, in a snap, it would be the way that these people disappeared would be as if their existence never was. Because they just disappeared. Yeah. It's not like they died. It's not like they fell over dead. They, they just, disintegrated. They just ceased to exist. As, right. So anything that that person would have done wouldn't have happened. No. No. It didn't, that, he didn't go that deep with it. It was. I think he was more so like, more so like okay, half of all sentient life on the universe, snap, just stop existing now. Okay. Everything you did up to this point is cool, but just stop existing from this point on. Okay, so but they're okay. Getting back to the one thing, the one thing that that's got me rattled, the one thing that I said, okay, this is mm-hmm. the part that doesn't make sense. The gauntlet shouldn't have broken. It should not have. So if a gauntlet is created to house all of the Infinity Stones, then it was created to handle the power. Yes, of I agree. all the Infinity Agreed. Stones. There's only one Marvel character that's currently in the MCU that could have had any effect on that glove whatsoever without have, having ever been seen. Ant-Man. How so? I still, because he could shrink. Yeah. But he could shrink down so small. Because there, there's already been teasers in the Ant-Man and Wasp where they travel into the other dimension. Remember the whole deal about um, yeah the um, the microverse or whatever it is right right because you know he Scott Lang does end up there yeah. when he's trying to he was trying to escape something I forget what it was it was going into the the um, yellow jackets costume right and um he ended up doing what he needed to do he disabled the suit or whatever and he just kept shrinking though but then he took the um he, he took one of those shurikens or throwing stars and he makes. Yeah, the little red ones and blue ones or whatever. Yeah, he took the blue ones, which makes things, you know, expand or grow, puts it in his belt and uses that. To get out. To get out, yeah. Right, so there's already, like, if you watch the trailer to Ant-Man and Wasp, there are a couple of things that make it pretty obvious that they're using that quantum realm in some way. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. Hank Pym's still trying to find his wife. Right. And on the movie poster box art has Michelle Pfeiffer opposite of Hank Pym, which makes me go. Does he find her in the quantum realm? Or there you go. I mean, Michael Douglas plays a hell of a Hank Pym, in my opinion. He does. But you know, Hank Pym was the original um, Ant Man. Yes, and he's the, also the actual creator of Ultron and Pym Tech. Yes, he created Ultron. <clears throat> Wasn't Stark, everybody. Was not Tony Stark. We can't give Stark credit for that. He didn't do it. It was Hank Pym. Hank Pym's smarter. <laughs> yeah, he was smarter. He was smart enough to uh, have a keychain as a tank and then turn that thing into an actual yeah, tank. Yeah, an actual tank, yeah. <laughs> Quite genius, Hank. I wish I had a tank. Oh, man, traffic jams will get a lot more fun then. Wouldn't they? Oh, Wouldn't they? Oh, want to be run, in the oh way. really? Do you want to be in the oh, way? just run right over them. <laughs> no Tenement Square references, please. <laughs> no, most people probably don't even know what that is. Google it. Seriously. And this one of those things you should you should have picked up on simply by being alive. Yeah, okay. travesties the world over. <laughs> right. Which I guess would kind of be like I mean I you know this is the unlucky part about living in Alabama. 
is that you, you never get the opportunity to see any cool shit like, you know, New York City being fought by. It's always big shit that gets attacked by aliens. It is. Things. We're never going to have any fun. Like if an no. invasion happens, whether it be alien or another country, it's going to happen in big cities. And we're just going to have to hear about it on no, whatever the good news. Thing is, no, the good thing is we get to get ready for it. That's right. Well, I mean, I think any country at this point is pretty much sure they don't want to fuck with like the southeast of our country and probably like Southern California and most of Texas. Well, I'm of the mind that you'd be pretty stupid to, number one, engage us in ground warfare and number two, engage the South, invade America. Everybody's got a gun. There's <laughs> a lot of guns. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people here with guns. There in, are more guns per capita than there are human beings that live in this country. Right. Yeah. I mean, you'd be stupid to attack America on American <laughs> soil. Americans on American soil. Oh, but let's hope one dumbass does it at least once. I mean, yeah, we might use, lose a few casualties, but y'all are going to... Oh, it would be so bad. <laughs> we know the woods. Exactly. We know the high ground. We're on our turf. <laughs> Most of the people I know can shoot adequately. Exactly. You think you're going <laughs> to... Don't run into the go into the mountains and run into Billy Bob and all his cousins. And don't fuck with his moonshine. Right, exactly. <laughs> I set that some bitch on fire. Oh yeah, who live out there in the Billy Bob and his cousins who live out there in the woods making moonshine. You do that, and they found out that you've invaded America. Uh oh. Where's that? Where's that Marvel hero? The one that like smokes his hookah or some shit or gets blazed out right. of his mind and then becomes like. <laughs> A really badass superhero, but he can only do it when he's high shit. It's got to be like really good chronic. He has friends like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. His ethnicity is not important. It can be anybody. But, yeah. You know, that's the way right there. Future comics will all have high superheroes. Yeah. They got to get high. So when they get the right? super villains high, then there's no conflict because everybody just sits around and talks it out. Damn. True. That's probably why well, we don't know. No, no, really. Because the villains would all be doing coke. So they'd be cranked out of their minds. Yeah, then the, the, see, the heroes would have to stay away from the weed then, because then we'd be too lazy to fight. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> Copperhead just ran over my mama's house. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, man, fuck it. We'll get her another house. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> On that MCU budget. <laughs> so, okay, so, so far, what we know, now you're going to have to fill in the Jessica Jones blanks. So, by the end of Defenders, Daredevil sacrificed himself, maybe. He didn't. Well, he, remember, they blew the tunnel up and left him down in the, in the shaft with the Electra. You see him at a monastery. I don't remember that. Go back and watch. He's at a monastery. Oh, and shit. that's how I figured out that they're going to get into the whole part where Matt Murdock meets his mom. Because they uh, have it like that in the comics, where he, was in, he wakes up in a monastery. with a, Not a monastery, but a, with a bunch, the place where they have the nuns. A monastery? Yeah, yeah, no, there you no, go. no um, a convent. There you go, yeah. yeah. We'll get there, people. We're not the brightest, but we work on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day also, so forgive us. Happy yeah. Fourth of July, everybody. Exactly. Um, We're both combat veterans. That's right. We celebrate Fourth of July and... I dip my balls in Kool-Aid. You never know. Yeah, the whole thing. So we've had a long <laughs> day already, so... <laughs> Blue-headed wainer, white shaft, red balls. That's <laughs> a freedom also, boner. Yeah, that's what happened in the comics. He um, he wakes up and these nuns were taking care of him, and he meets his, one of those nuns is his mom. He finds out later, you know. That's so, right, because he only had his dad with him when he when he got right. the, 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 the when he what was it the, the toxic waste or some shit he yeah, fell into splashed into his eyes. Ah, oh, sons of bitches. Yeah, and so in the comics he meets his mom that way. So when I saw this and I saw the nuns, I was like, well, first I was like, okay, he's still alive. 
good. There's no question about that. Was it? The nuns, I was like, I wonder if, and so I'm like, I wonder if they're going to get into that. I hope so, but I hope they do a good job of it. Because mm. Luke Cage season two, a lot of people didn't like it. The only issues I had by the end of that, like I've had my little nuance issues with certain things, like with the original Daredevil season one, I, I guess I had to accept that they, they had to work a show through several episodes. They couldn't just go straight into I am Daredevil. I'm already established the way they did it as an origin story to some degree, which I appreciated too, because it also kind of gives you a feeling for what are they taking from the comics that I remember? What are they writing out on their own? You know, what's working for TV versus budget, you know, obviously yeah. you can't have them do everything without having a bigger budget getting into his costume maker and how that works yeah. out, um, introducing the hand and stick and kind of telling that backstory, you know, how he was and introducing Kingpin and rolling <clears throat> him into the hand and why he's involved in the hand in the first place and how that whole thing works. And the was, only thing that didn't fit with the Kingpin is, as I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, because this has been years since I've read any of the, Daredevil and Spider-Man stuff that involved Kingpin. But I remember him having some special powers. He was extremely strong. Yes, but he was only... The reason why... You know how big he is in yeah. the comics? He fought Spider-Man and the explanation was he's only like 5% body fat. So he's just solid ass all, muscle. Yeah, all that girth. He's not... He, he's not... doesn't have superpowers. It's just... He's like yep. that guy that can bench press 700 pounds. He's right. that damn strong. He's just that strong. Okay. He's only like five. But I thought there were times I thought he got shot at one point and it didn't hurt him. I don't know. I hadn't seen that. Yeah. I, this was years and years ago. I don't yeah. Know, but don't check my facts. I'm admitting I don't think I'm right. And also with comic books, <clears throat> there are some characters who get superpowers but then lose them later. Because look at Dr. Doom, who is, in my opinion, the greatest comic book supervillain of all time. I mean, come on. He's a mad genius. He's a genius. He's a mad scientist, a dictator, and a wizard sometimes, kind of. Yeah, you I do remember I mean? him having, like, magic stuff. Yeah, he does do magic because, like, his mom was tricked by Mephisto, and he's been he's, – that's why he got into the mystic arts. His mom taught him some growing up. Then she gets tricked by Mephisto, and now she's in hell, and he had been studying the mystic arts trying to get her out of hell – and yes, he has magic powers, like not on the level of Doctor Strange, so it's a supreme, but he's really, really good with magic. But he mixes the magic with his armor and his technology, and that's why Doctor Doom can fight Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, the Avengers. He can fight everybody, you know what I mean, and hold his own and beat them in a lot of cases. Yeah. That's like with um, like with um. When he got the uh, power of the Beyonders, he was awesome with it. You know what I'm saying? Vaguely. Like I said, I only dabbled so far into the Fantastic Four stuff. Gotcha. But it was, I mean, that's why he's such a formidable, formidable foe. He's just kind of a jack of all trades. I do remember him, like, he's always been held in that. Like, of most people that I know that are into the comic lore, that read the stories, he's always held high regard as being one of the top villains. Which I always felt like the top villains were the people that, like, I hate to switch gears and go into a, a DCU thing, but the number one 
um, DC villain of all time, in my opinion, is the Joker. Mine too. Because he's gotten the absolute most playtime of anybody else, whether it be TV, comic book, um, cartoon series. I mean, the Joker has always been the man. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can't, I always have a hard time because I've never really been a huge DC fan. Like I liked a little bit of Batman, but Batman was kind of it for me. Because I wasn't a fan of Wonder Woman because I just never got into the story arc and I didn't want to start over on somebody else. So I never had interest in that. Superman was always too clean. Like, <laughs> just just like that. I don't know how to explain it. Like The boy scout. Right. Like, he's just. Never does anything wrong. Doesn't drink. Doesn't smoke. Drinks his milk. Eats his vegetables. Right. And like, just <laughs> you, you just look at him and go. Why? Like, yeah, he's, aren't you plus, supposed to be like rolling the sun around so we could stay? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you here for? And there's a big difference between well, see, for characters like that who are that powerful, it's hard to write for them. I, I figured. I mean, what do you do with a character who can do almost anything? But the big difference is, like, my favorite comic book superhero of all time is the Incredible Hulk, and it always has been. And that's because I grew up watching the Lou Ferrigno show. You know, <laughs> name's Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> right? So I show Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk and uh, Bill Bixby. But could you imagine? Could you imagine Mike Tyson having played the Hulk? He's too short. That shit would have been funny with a voice, though. He could never. See- it would have been a great for him because the Hulk never spoke in those days. Yeah, but like, imagine Mike Tyson belting out a Hulk smash. Like, Hulk smash! <laughs> I'm gonna smash you! <laughs> That's my point exactly. Oh my goodness, he tried to hit me in my arms. No, here, okay, real quick. And, and I know this is impractical as hell, but if any of the Marvel people ever were to hear this, um, you should just make like a sitcom based MCU, MC Netflix. Um, connecting dots show where it's a comedy, but it's about the people. No superpowers, not superheroes, but they're the ones cleaning up the shit. Like construction workers, (laughs) garbage people, like cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Firefighters. The whole series, like, ah, damn it. They fucked up the bank again. What What the the fuck? Accountants and whatnot. Just (laughs) everyday people walking around dealing with the aftermath of what. Of the things that just broke. You oh know? my god, that would be classic. That's the way to do it, right there. Like you're missing a golden opportunity for a great show. And what Cartoon uh, Adult Swim should do is really advertise Mike Tyson's mysteries. <laughs> you should put that on the forefront of everything. That show is hilarious because Mike Tyson does the voice of the show <laughs> for himself, and it's funny how he makes fun of himself because he'll like. The first episode, they were chasing up a, a chupacabra, <laughs> and every time he tried to say chupacabra, he said it in a he said something different. <laughs> the chimichanga. <laughs> Next time it was a cudalabra. <laughs> Next time it's that cudalabra, I'm gonna punch him, out, knock him out. Then the actual chupacabra comes out, and then he's like, "What the fuck?" It comes out, it runs after him, and he punches it in the dick. And he just knocks it out. I thought he's gonna punch it in the face and knock him out, right? But no, he hits it right in the groin. <laughs> he punches it right in the balls, and he goes down instantly. Oh my god, that's good shit. I need to check that out. That sounds like it might be worth a watch. It and is. I hate cartoons. I really do. 
Like it's that's so hard for me to watch though. Family Guy, like even though it's funny. South Park is a, a hit and miss for me. All these people are like, man, you got to watch BoJack Horseman. Can't do it. You got to watch this show, that show with a cartoon, this car, and I can't do it. I can't fucking stand cartoons. My taste is mysteries is a, is an exception. I'll have in my opinion. You. Now there is one that back in my getting really really high days, not like I do that anymore. <laughs> um, right. Was Squidbillies. I never watched that Dude, one. Dude, that shit is so goddamn funny. Is it really? <laughs> it's it's so it's it is a it is an absolute slap in the face for the most hillbilly redneck fucking thing you've ever seen so ever. I never watched that. It is so god awfully bad. Like, but it makes it funny because it's this angry ass old country ass racist ass hillbilly ass squid. That, that lives out in the real world and he's like out in his yard. He's got a fucking old ass truck. that's like 27 colors with no wheels on it that he sits in and pretends to drive while he makes his son like rock it up and down. So he can pretend like he's driving. And his wife is like this gigantic ass woman that like lays halfway inside of like a seven 11. So she can keep filling up her big gulp because it's free refills. I mean, Jesus. Just, that, <laughs> that shit is so goddamn funny, though, when you're baked. I mean, when you're under the influence of certain... That you don't do anymore. Right, like, right, right. Okay. That's correct. None of that. None of that. No, no, uh, no. Okay, none of that. Okay, no, cool. None of that. You should try whatever you're trying and watch Mike Tyson's Mysteries. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Mike Tyson's Mysteries. That is hilarious. It, it is. It really is a great show, man. I mean, because... It reminds you of Scooby Doo, kind of, because <laughs> they got the mystery machine. But but <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. It, but Squid Billy is one of those shows I didn't see, but I didn't I didn't understand why that was on the air, but the Boondocks wasn't. See, I've heard the Boondocks is actually a pretty decent show. It is hilarious. That was the num- their most I think to, still to this day their highest rated show ever, the Boondocks, and rightfully so. When you watch it. Yes, you, you totally understand doesn't, why people will watch that. Doesn't Samuel Jackson lend his voice? To he does. Like Him, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they play white guys. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the way to do it right there. Yeah. Samuel Jackson and Charlie Murphy play white guys. We got so far off topic. <laughs> we did. We did. So where were we at? Okay. I mean, Adult Swim and their mistakes. That's enough. We could, we could talk about that all day. Their best shows, they fuck over. Yeah. The Venture Brothers. See, I remember the Venture Brothers at first because of Brock. Yeah. And it was supposed to be like uh, an extended version of Johnny Quest, like later on down the road. Yeah, but they're... Kind of like how Rick and Morty is a cartoon slap in the face to Back to the Future. Right. But also, the characters from Johnny Quest show up in the Venture Brothers. (laughs) Like, Johnny is, is like... He's an addict now. Like, the first time you saw Johnny Quest, he's, like, in his underwear and a black T-shirt. You tell because he has the, the the blonde hair, and it's like, what the fuck? You meet Haji. Haji. He's race, a float. Yeah, Race Bannon's in it as Race Bannon. He's actually playing himself. You know, I mean, so the characters from Johnny Quest are in the show. Now, the first season of Metalocalypse had me. Like, I thought That's that show was going to be... They screwed, they just, yeah, it, after season two, though, I couldn't watch it anymore. But Dr. Roxo was fucking great. And that show, yeah. I'm Dr. Roxo, bubba baby! <laughs> I took cocaine! Yeah! 
That was one of my favorite yeah, lines. It was making fun. You know that was making fun of David Lee Roth. Yeah. Which is still one of my favorite rock gods of all time. It was not Van Halen was not Van Halen without him. That's true. Don't get me wrong. Sammy Hager Sammy had Hager, his own voice, yeah. had a whole new energy, but it just listening to, in fact, um, Joe Rogan has a podcast that has David Lee Roth on it. I highly recommend people who love Van Halen listen to it. It's a cool motherfucker, man. He really is. Like, he's been living in Japan for the last, like almost a year by the Seriously? time that this podcast had been made, just because he was going to go on tour anyway. And the tour got pushed back due to one of the band members getting sick. So he just said, fuck it, went out there. He's not married. There's no kids. So he just lives in a little small ass apartment and lives with the people, takes Japanese every day, takes a sword fighting class like two or three times a week. Fully immersed in the culture. Like, dude's cool as shit. That's what you do it when you're going to live in, a, in another country. See, I, for one, cannot live in those dreams because I, I chose the path of marriage gladly and, and being a parent gladly. But it was always a thing, like, had it not been in that direction, I could see how easily I would have been swayed post-military to travel. I did, which is what I did, people. After <laughs> post-military, I traveled. I got to Brazil. I got to Rio. And the carnival was on while I was there. Okay. <clears throat> so I was there for a month and a half. And I was like, and I, I honestly asked myself, do I even want to go back? So I well, stayed for a few more weeks. What would you have done for income? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about Mark that. security? <laughs> I mean, no. But I mean, they, what I would have done for income, I mean, honestly, you don't have to do much. Is my that plan, affordable? Well, my, yeah, it is. My plan was to come back, apply for compensation with the VA. Once that came in, move back. You'd still have to keep a home of record dress in a certain state, though, because if not, you lose use your mom's. Use my there mom's. There you go. Address. See, there you go. You know what I mean? Hey, moms. <laughs> yeah. For all intents and purposes, I live here. Yeah. But if I, I have mean, a CMP appointment or something, you're going to have to let me know so I can fly home and shit. You're right. <laughs> because the injuries I sustained while in the military, I mean. Like being ball slapped constantly, that'll wear on you. Yeah, well, won't it? Yeah. Jeez. You know, by the way, for some of you younger pussies, that's right. I said it. You goddamn vaginas. When we would get promotions, get this, they would remove the backs off of the part of the new rank that, you know, you held onto your lapel with. And then they would shove the needle end into your collarbone. Yes, they would over you in the collarbone. They'd punch you there, hit you there, rub it in, just hold real tight pressure, whatever, whatever they felt like doing. By the time you got done being ranked, um, yeah, you felt it and you sure as hell, you could take your shirt off and know it. Especially, I remember having yeah. to pry my fucking t-shirt out of my, I had to do the same thing <laughs> after airborne school. When I graduated airborne school, this is exactly what happened. They put, they, they pin it in. Fucking blood uniform, wings, man. And then they just slap you in the chest. They said, we're only going to do it if you want to. You have to request it. They got to me, smack. I said, oh, yeah. Felt that. Thank you, sir. I have another. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And then later on, I, I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like popping out of my chest. I was like, God. Uh, but at the same time, like as as brutal as that is, it's it's also exciting. It is because you you feel pride. You're proud of yourself. It's something that like yeah, pain. It's a pain though that it's an awakening pain. Like it's not an anger pain. It's a I have to go through this. This is a a, a 
a path, a trial, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, I'm not truly part of this brotherhood. Like I have to be, you have to earn it. I mean, and that's part of it is, and don't think that when you get to your next unit that you're just automatically accepted. You got to re-earn it with everybody there. They got to know yeah. they can trust you. Rank doesn't fucking matter. Loyalty fucking matters. Exactly. And that's what a lot of these, you know, I've seen so many civilians that just don't get the the path and the patterns of loyalty. They just don't understand what that brotherhood feels like. Where I don't even have to like you. But if I'm exactly. serving with you, no matter what, no matter my personal feelings about you or anything, I got your back. Exactly. Because I'm hoping and I'm trusting that, that you, you got mine. my back. So, yeah. you know, hey, you just it's no you don't want to be in a bad situation in another country worried that the guy beside you is not going to do his fucking job. Exactly. And when you remove all of that doubt, you have a cohesive unit. And it's been, there's just nothing like that in the civilian sector. Every time I've had a group project or something, there's always a couple of assholes that don't want to pull their fucking weight. And it takes you longer because they're shit bags. And I fucking <laughs> hated it. That's why I'm so happy to own my own business. Cause God damn it. I fucking hate employees. Rest assured, the few that we've hired, we've had to fire pretty quickly because they just, you don't get paid to be lazy, people. When the fuck did that become a desire? I was always taught work hard, play hard. Right. You work for what you want, you fucking earn it, you pay for it, and you enjoy it, and it feels all the better for it. Everything I have right now, I have grinded the fuck out. And that's part of the, the thing is that's part of the uh, pleasure of it. When you look, but once you've gotten to your destination, you look back. The journey was the best part about it. The grind was the best part. Because I look back at my uh, when I was, my military career, the best parts honestly was during the training, trying to make it because you weren't sure if you could or not. Right, exactly. That's why if you're the one person I know will get this. Not that my other military friends won't. We just haven't had this conversation. But there, there is a moment. When you're in the middle of a shit training moment, you're just you're wanting to quit. You're fucking sore. You're fucking tired. You're fucking <clears throat> doubting yourself. Your hands are shaking. Your body's quivering. You're you're cramping. You're but you make it to the other side, and that's when you find out what you're made of. Exactly right. Exactly and that's right. why you're happy at the end of it because now you know how tough you are. Now you know what, what kind of stuff you're made of. It's like breaking on through to the other side. Exactly. It's like mental limits fuck people's lives up all the time. I can't do dot, dot, dot. How do you know? How do you fucking know? Have you ever tried? Unless you tried and give it your all. I never would have thought I could have bench pressed 300 plus pounds, but I've done it. I never would have thought I could have run constantly for 12 miles, but I've done it. I would have yeah. never thought that I could tackle the four-man obstacle course alone, but I've done it. I never would have thought I could rook march. 12 miles in two hours. Two hours. Two hours to run by 12 miles. Oh, to get that badge. Never thought I could do that, but I've done it. Uh, I remember the thing which pissed me off. Wanting to stop, wanting to slow down, wanting to say, fuck it. You know what I mean? That's running (laughs) through your mind. But then you start thinking of other shit. You're like, no, I got to make it. So you think of TV shows you've watched. You know what two events almost (laughs) fucked me out of that competition? It was one of the field radios that I, I, I almost fucked up. The is a certain way you had to do it. This has been years and years ago. One of the field radios, I forgot to put the fucking battery connection on or some shit, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't work, and it almost cost me 
Like I wanted to true blue it, man, because I mean, it's, it's one thing to have a fail and you still get it. I know you're allowed to, and then you, after that you're done, but I wanted to go through true blue, man, no mistakes. And that goddamn field radio, that combo part that you have to do, I almost <laughs> fucked that up. And then the goddamn 50 cal. I could not get the fucking bolt back into the damn thing because it kept getting hung up on something. And I was so goddamn mad. And then I figured out it was my fault because I had like the feed tray in the wrong spot. And then once I fixed that, I was good to go. And people don't understand the 50 cal is a very complicated piece of machinery. And it's heavy as balls. As fuck. It's a two-man carry. It is. Well, three-man carry if you've got to take the extra barrel, right. additional ammunition, and the fucking tripod. And then it's a two-man carry if you've got two strong people. Because you got two people who are as skinny as toothpicks. That's a very heavy rifle. That is, yeah, it is, man. You have to mount that thing on a tripod. Oh, but god damn, the damage that son of a bitch can bring. The bullets don't even have, People don't realize those bullets don't even have to hit you to fuck you up. That's true. You'll kill someone and never hit anything. It, it can <laughs> displace air at such a high velocity that it can, in theory, let's say in theory, I'm doing air quotations, I realize you can't see any of this, but believe me, they're there, in theory, can displace so much air at such a high velocity that it could rattle your brain and your skull and cause an internal hemorrhage that could kill you. No, I mean, I've seen it, I've seen <laughs> it take, take, uh, take flesh off. I was like, never fucking, hit him. You ever seen a Sabo round damage? Holy never hit him. I can't even get into Sabo rounds. Just Google that shit. I'm not yeah. talking about it. That's too much to talk about. That's never a, hit him. That's a whole fucking hour right there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, we got the talking. Oh, God damn it, we did. <laughs> this is enough for another podcast. We can talk talk military stuff. Punisher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So just and that's quick. why we love the Punisher, too, man. Because that was a lot of that shit was like, yeah. I remember this meme going around before the Punisher series debuted officially with season one. And it was Batman that says the problem with killing a killer is that the number of killers on the planet remain the same. And then underneath that was a picture of John Bernthal, who's now, you know, become the Punisher's character, you know, mm -hmm. the person playing him. And it said, that's why I don't stop at one. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, Batman, that's your problem. If you would just kill all the villains, you wouldn't have anything to do anymore. <laughs> and that's what happened in uh, the uh, Injustice series. I know you don't read the DC Comics, but... I don't, but I have that, played the game enough to know that there's some fucked up shit happened. Because yeah. like, the fighting game was actually pretty sweet. Yeah, because I've got both of them, Injustice 1 and 2. don't game. have two yet. I have one, Xbox 360, but it's like on the Xbox One now because they made it backwards compatible. Cool. But the story with that is um, Joker... Trick Superman. This is in short. And just detonating short. a newt, right? Huh? It wasn't like detonating a newt or something. No, there's, a nuke there's a nuke in Metropolis. He implanted a pacemaker with Lo into Lois Lane, right? Now, that pacemaker stops. If her heart stopped, if she ever died, that nuke was going to go off right. in Metropolis. Superman, didn't, it was lined with lead, so Superman couldn't see it. So um, he tricks Superman into killing Lois himself. Tricks him into, yeah, because he had some gas. He was in this room, he and Harley Quinn. They're in a room filled with gas. The gas is green, right? Like most Joker gases is. It is like a right? kryptonite gas. Yeah. So it, it really, so it could affect Superman. It fucked him up. And he thought he was hallucinating Doomsday. So to get Doomsday out of there fast enough, um, Bruce Wayne, I mean, okay, Batman was like, Clark, wait, and like, Superman, wait. He grabbed, before that, he grabs Doomsday, takes, flies him out of the, out of the building, up into the uh, outer atmosphere. 
and Doomsday does in his hands, but... It's Lois Lane. Yeah, so the gas wears off because he's no longer in that room. He's out of the atmosphere. He's out in the outer atmosphere of the, of the planet. And he sees Lois in his hands, dead. He goes back down to the ground, and then... <clears throat> so the nuke goes off in Metropolis. And so Batman doesn't even beat up Joker or anything. He's just like, you idiot! Do you realize what you've done? Why would you do that? And Joker says, because I could. Because it was easy. Why not? That's the most gangster, gangster motherfucker right. of all time. That's why, if you notice, other supervillains won't work with him. No, everybody's fucking terrified they're, of him. Yeah, because they're all he, scared of him. It, it's like, we may have a moral compass that shifts. There might be things that push you over an edge from your true north. But nobody's as fucked up as the Joker. Exactly. Like, he just doesn't. <laughs> like that that whole scene in The Dark Knight where he's talking about some people just want to watch the world burn. And that's him. And roast marshmallows probably. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, the only thing he cared about, the only thing I think that Joker truly cared about was Harley Quinn and Batman. I don't think he much cared about Harley. I don't know. They had too many. Like, she was the one that could take the abuse because she was as bad shit crazy as he was. Yeah. Oh, no, she wasn't as crazy as him. But I think she's just so in love with him. Like most better women are. You well, know what I mean? Because yeah. I've met a woman who's told me. That's another topic. Yeah. Another topic. I met a woman who told me. I asked her, I said, why do you take that your husband beating on you like that? She says, you know what? If a man doesn't beat you, he doesn't love you. Conversation was over. Yeah, because you can't talk to somebody. I, yeah, yeah. Like, I, what else can I tell you? It's like the people that are getting the shit kicked out of them, and they keep going back because the person will say they'll change or they'll love them or whatever, and it always seems to escalate. Like, I can't tell you yeah. how many times I've heard officer friends of mine. They come back and the woman's dead. Yeah, they eventually have, have, die. Yeah. Or, or they eventually get wise enough to leave. But the, there's no outcome I've ever heard about in a truly abusive relationship that either doesn't end the relationship or doesn't end somebody's life. Right. And that's and it's 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 a scary thing because in my eyes, like if I was ever to be a true superhero, that's what my job would be. I would want to find these shit hills that want to beat on their women and fuck them up, like Luke Cage did in season two. Oh, dude, like beat the brakes off them, bash their knees in, crack ribs, dislocate shoulders, right? Whatever the beating, like any injury she has sustained, like be able to get her med record prior to the visit. And every injury she's sustained in the time that she's been with that piece of shit return the favor tenfold. Broken jaws, knocked out teeth, broken orbital sockets, gash out a fucking eye, whatever it takes. He ain't hitting her again. You're right. And like and that's what got me about Luke Cage. Like I didn't understand why his girlfriend, Claire, didn't understand why he did what he did. Because remember the amb- the, the ambulance came and they were all praising him. You know what I mean? Well, I think she looked at it, the way that the show seemed to foreshadow that wasn't so much her not understanding him as much as it was she was trying to piece together that he was becoming him. Oh, yeah, he was changing. Right, like he was becoming, and then lo and behold, he punches the fucking hole in her wall, which gives her that other red flag. Because she's been kind of shit on through all of these seasons. She's been involved since day one with Daredevil. She's been shit on. Well, I mean, she kind of hooks up with Matt Murdock, and he gets her basically fired from her fucking job well, he because he keeps showing up with shit to fix and gets her in trouble. Then you've got, let's see, I don't no, know about the Jessica Jones That's stuff. because the hand got her fired, remember? Yeah, but who brought the hand around her? Fucking Matt Murdock. Yeah, that's true. 
At least that's the way that I remember it. I mean, I've got I can rewatch all this shit, but I mean, she then she has to help out the Punisher. She has to help out Iron Fist. She has to help out Luke Cage. Because wasn't she the one that kind of got him back together after he took the Judas round? Yeah, she did. She's the one to take him to that doctor, and he got into that CRISPR bath again. And actually, incidentally, that made him more powerful. I do know that. That's why he got shot in this season with the Judas bullet, and it didn't didn't penetrate his skin. But there was also something that didn't. This part is what didn't make sense. He takes that explosive device, the one, the that, grenade, right, the little tiny one that Bushmaster has, and he holds it in his hands, and it knocks him through the door, and he's fine. Yeah. But you're telling me that six slug shotgun did more damage to him? That's what I didn't get either. I mean, the power <laughs> scaling was all over the place. It's like okay, so Bushmaster has a more impervious skin. No. Well, he, Bushmaster would get penetrated by bullets. Well, it would just stay. Yeah, but he's still, it's still penetrated. But I'm saying, skin. you mean to tell me, he doesn't ever pick up a car. He doesn't ever... Luke Cage has done, like, knocked vehicles out of the way. I mean, he's fucking... There's a scene where he kicks a car completely out of the way by himself. Like, one hit. Pow! You know, he's done all these super strength things. But this guy who hasn't shown any propensity for super strength knocks Luke Cage the fuck out? How? It was a sucker punch. It doesn't matter. I'm that dude's taking Iron Fist's best hit to the face I'm with you. and yeah. ate it. Because it didn't make sense with the power-up and the more durable skin. Okay, even if he got caught off guard by by Bushmaster, still, he should have been hit. Bushmaster, it should have gone down like this. Bushmaster hits him in the face, and then Luke Cage is like, what's this about? You know what I mean? He should have <laughs> just been oh, what? Why? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do what's I know this about? you? Yeah, man. I just talked to you earlier today, man. I, mean, I live just... on the beach. <laughs> right. But do you know the way? <laughs> I do not know the way. That's the problem. Right. And then, <laughs> then this guy comes up and uppercuts the shit out of him. Yeah, that does they all this crazy, like, capoeira shit, yeah. which is not even, that's not even Jamaican. It's not. It's not even Jamaican. It's not at all. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but who knows? He could have learned it. I mean, hey, it was still badass. I mean, yeah, pretty good fight. Yeah. So far, I've loved everybody's character that they've played. Pretty much, I think it's on point. Like, I, I can't. I try to do this from time to time. I try to dissect that if someone else played character blah, who could have done it better? So far, I've got nothing. Especially with Bushmaster, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't even know who that guy is. I, I hate to not know who that is. Mustafa. Something or rather, he, he, it was good. But he, yeah, he, and he's he not brought, even Jamaican. I didn't think. It, like if I've looked at interviews of this guy, he speaks perfect English. Is it like from South Africa or something? No. Oh, he grew up in New York. Oh, well, his mother's from the South. That's from awesome. like down here, something in, in our region somewhere. Ah, uh, dude, he was he was very good. Yeah, but if you watch his interviews, it, it kind of messed with me. I was like, he has no accent whatsoever. Because, I mean, even watching, like, Black Panther, which I finally got to see, unfortunately, I had to wait till after I've seen um, Infinity War, because I just didn't make it to the theater in time, so I waited mm -hmm. on it to come out so I could see it, because um, I'm not streaming movies illegally, so, you know, I waited the official amount of time, I actually rented it on my cable box, and I wanted to know, I wanted to know, is it good? And it was. The only thing I didn't care for was the fact that it, like... I feel like that movie pacing wise would have made more sense to start where where Killmonger dethrones him. Do a few a few flashbacks to how Killmonger got to power and make the movie more about him having to struggle through 
beating himself on the inside and, and, and becoming stronger for it before taking his throne back. That would have been that. a better feel for me because by the time they got to the fight, the fight was kind of fucking cheesy. And it really yeah. it just I don't I don't know, man. Like we could have done without the vibranium train and all that shit. Like well, to me, T'Challa was the the least interesting person in the whole movie. And it's his movie. Yeah, the badass chick, Shuri or whatever, the bald chick, the one that had the bad like Okoye. The, okay, the one that led the Yeah, Okoye, yeah. Fuck yes. That's how a fighter should be. Just exactly. ruthless. Just whoop that ass. Yeah, she played the leader of the Dora Milaje. The character's name is Okoye. She, yeah. I've only seen it once, so forgive me for getting the name. But I right. read Black Panther. Ah, yeah. not yeah. you. You wouldn't have read Black Panther. Yeah, I did. Right? Or, up. or Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um, Superfly. <laughs> like, right. none, none of that happened. Right, right. right. Yeah, I, so I used to read Black Panther. So, yeah, and um, his sister Shuri, she's smarter than Stark. Okay, Siri, Shuri, S-U-R-I? Yeah, S-H-U-R-I. No, like, I like the way she did too. Like she was definitely like that tech gadget person seems yeah. to be a going theme with a lot of characters. Well, they need it. They do need a tech person like that. I think every yeah, they do. Well, I like that they don't leave that loophole uncovered. Like yeah. you you get to know that there's a per like only to my knowledge, I know that Tony Stark, to some degree, Bruce Banner, Hank Pym, Mr. Fantastic are all heavily involved in their own tech. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, and so I, is Doctor Doom. Well, I'm saying heroes wise. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's she does all, she does a lot of the technology in the comics. She becomes Black Panther for a while. See, I do know that there are alternate people that play because I know that at some point Bucky Barnes becomes Captain America, which may be the segue to um, two. Uh, the Infinity War two, but the problem with that is, if I recall correctly, he disappeared. And Falcon picked up the mantle, mantle of uh, Captain America. Is it going to be Barnes. Falcon? After Bucky Barnes, he, uh, it's Falcon. And then it goes to... Because Falcon is... Didn't Nick Fury become Captain America for a short amount of time? Like I don't from, think so. I know it was Steve Rogers. Like some Cold War thing. Not Cold War. And we lost recording there toward the end of that segment. Uh, I didn't realize we only had a one-hour shot at a time. So uh, we had continued to talk beyond that, but unfortunately, you guys missed out on it. was probably a lot of nonsense. We just got to rambling. But uh, I do want to thank Gravitron for coming in and joining me in studio. Um, I know we're kind of leaving you hanging on some unresolved issues that we fully intended to get back into, but this is what happens when you bring friends in studio, man. You get to vibe in, you're rolling through shit, and the next thing you know, an hour's escaped you, and, and you just didn't even know it was gone. Didn't even realize it. No, at all. It's been an hour, dude. We, yeah, we rocked that for it. It's nine o'clock. You realize that, right? Like that's hardcore. That is. I did not even <laughs> realize it. I mean, didn't have to take a break or anything. No, and that's the, like this. I, honestly, that's why I love the Joe Rogan experience because they're never like just single hour shows. I, I would love to have a good two, three hour long podcast. I do it too, man. And I mean, it's, because it's fun and it is. That's real conversation. When you start talking to somebody, if you're really getting into that conversation. You're not talking for 10, 15 minutes. You're going at it for a good hour, hour and a half, two hours. Exactly. And then you don't miss out on stuff. But uh, unfortunately, the time has cut short because I can only post so long of a show at a time right now. So thanks, Gravitron, for coming in.
No problem. Well, we'll have to definitely dive back into some other subject matter at some point. Seriously. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a little better uh, segmented flow where I might actually jot down some talking points. Highly fucking doubt it. But let's pretend like I'm that professional. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else. But thanks for coming in. No problem. And you guys, thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Reaper Rambo and Gravitron saying out.